The Six Pointer Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast. Uh, this evening, a very, very uh, enjoyable podcast, I'm sure it's going to be. I'm certainly looking forward to it. Uh, Crystal Palace have this afternoon, this evening, uh, beaten Manchester United for the second year running away at Old Trafford. Uh, this evening, uh, I am joined uh, by my brother, Luke Tyrrell. Luke, how are you? Uh, as I said to Kev just uh, before you came on, mate, absolutely beaming. Loving life at the moment. As Wilf would say, buzzing. Buzzing. Kevin Smith, looking, looking Hello, well, how are you? I'm very good, mate. I, I'm buzzing. I, I'm also buzzing because I, it was such a complete performance, so I'm really pleased. But we'll come on to that, I'm sure. So We will indeed, yeah. Good it, from it, start, it was from Palace. It was from Palace, indeed. So, so yeah, 3-1 three, three, away uh, at Old Trafford. Uh, I'm going to kick us off with We Deserved It. 3-1 uh, does not flatter us. Um, and, uh, yeah, great performance all round. Kev, go on then. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, Matt. I mean, it totally flattered us. If you think how many chances we got on one-on-ones as well, um, I, I don't think I can remember us creating as many chances away, and particularly at Man United. I mean, we were just from the first from the first get-go. I can't fall. I I don't think I've ever watched a Palace game where I could say every player played exceptionally well and every player did today they were absolutely bang on so I'll, I'll leave it at that mate because it doesn't really get to look any better for a complete performance I thought they were outstanding and uh, I hope they have a few beers on a train or the bus home tonight because they totally deserve it yeah I, I think complete performance is a definitely a good um, term to use for that Kev didn't take long to go and did it seven minutes um, a, 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 lovely, a lovely a lovely, ball into the box and nice finish from Andros Luke nice to see Palace starting so well isn't it especially for what happened last week when it was the first sort of I don't know 9-10 minutes before Palace had their first chance and then subsequently scored shortly afterwards but got off to a really strong start and almost set the tone a little bit it was that, it was that high press and it was you know challenging Man United high up the field and Put, put it up a bit and they, this, they didn't like it didn't they you know what I mean and, and uh, yeah it obviously then uh, resulted on, on, in, in the first goal and um, yeah well deserved after even if it was six or seven minutes I think it was reminiscent of the goal that um, we scored last weekend with obviously Townsend crossing that one and Wilkin on the end of it but um, you know Schluppy did the same kind of thing albeit from a little bit further in and um, yeah absolutely buzzing to, to be 1-0 up and all right, six minutes gone, but deservedly so, I thought. But then, and then the, throughout the first half, I don't think our performance dropped. Joel Ward, especially in the first half, I thought was he, he was superb. Yeah, to, to a man, they were top notch, weren't they? Schluppy is such an unsung hero, isn't he, Kev? I, I, I thought he was outstanding. I really did. I mean, I, they all put in a shift, but Schluppy and, and the quality of that ball in. I mean, fair play, Gary Neville won the. Um, on the uh, obviously on the commentary said how outstanding Palace were, but that particular cross was brilliant. And you know, Luke uh, Luke Shaw switched off, and and as I said, he should have been back level. And but but let's be honest, the finish from Andros was very good, very clever to go back across the goalkeeper, and that was a very you know, and it just set the tone. It was no more than we absolutely deserved. And uh, but but you're right, Matt. Schluppy today, I thought was. 
I, I think it was was it was it something like it's well was it a milestone game for him today? But he, that was Andros. Oh, Andros was three hundred games, wasn't it? Forgive me, um, but yeah, I yeah he was. I, I don't know, I don't really know what to say, which is quite rare for me because they were that good. They really were. Yeah, I thought particularly in the centre of midfield as well. I thought James. Um, McCarthy had probably his best game for us. He was absolutely everywhere, absolutely yeah. everywhere. He was immense. Um, yeah, I mean, Schluppy top notch again today. Um, James McCarthy has been going about his business the first couple of games pretty quietly, but again, really, really solid, really, really good. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm jumping forward here, but I loved the end of the game when we were bringing on Eze and Batshuayi. And, yeah. and people criticise Roy for negative te- tactics and outlook and so on and so forth. But goodness me, to be three-one up away at Old Trafford and bringing on those sorts of players is taking the piss quite bluntly. What? And what a nice time to be taking the piss. Sorry, Luke. Apologies, but what a nice way to be doing it because it was done with style. Sorry, Luke. No, 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 no. That's fine. I was, I was just thinking about the. Um like Matthew was saying about the fact that you can make these subs it's mainly because our bench today like we said it last week I don't think I'll, I'll quite get used to seeing names like um, obviously Martin Kelly who I think you know last season was our, 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 our joint best centre back as well um, Luka Milivojevic Max Meyer um, Eze and Batshuayi on the bench and you just sort of think you know a bit of a cliche but we've got players who can come on and make a difference now whereas I don't think last season we were, we were literally our, our, our bedroom was kids if we could fill it and now we've got these sort of options and you just think this isn't something that Palace have had you know for for well not of this quality anyway I, I can't remember Palace ever having this amount of quality on the bench ever I, I, this is the first time I've seen it um, and it's starting to make me think that you know we're going to make that jump from being that team perhaps in the Premier League that is just fighting for its life. I mean obviously safety first and foremost is 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 you know paramount but you know looking on to the next thing and it's I think it's exciting, isn't it? I don't want to get too carried away. Obviously two games and six points, second on the table, you know, we're gonna win the league. But um I don't want to get too carried away mate <laughs> But uh but yeah it, it's not it, it it's 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 hard after a performance like that and I know we need to go back to the game. Um, th- th- there was a lot of uh, other things that Matthew will probably want to pick up on um, but yeah it- it's hard not to be optimistic in these times isn't it yeah. can I just throw something in Matt if you wouldn't mind just as a quick oh, okay. start off I mean obviously you know Wilf's got the plaudits and the man in the match I-, I-, I must admit I thought Mitchell was outstanding I think you could have you know Coyote at the back and let's be honest Mamadou Sacco didn't really put a foot wrong which is really good and that, that-, mm. that can only build on the confidence but was it a masterstroke from Roy to give Wilf the captain's armband is that a um, just to try and not to try and keep him but just to just get that little bit more out of him today because by all accounts from Andros's interview afterwards they said he was absolutely immense as well Um, and you know he, he seemed to he seemed to thrive in that additional responsibility I don't know if anyone else thought that or am I just being delusional from tonight yeah, I I I think um, it it was it's, it's, look it's man management, isn't it? I mean, everyone always talks about Roy and the way that he is with people, and and he's got that rapport. He's able to be that rapport with people. I think it is good man management, obviously, because I think if you look at that squad, you've got you know people like James MacArthur, Andros Townsend, who's also worn the captain's armband in the, in the past, who could easily take that position. But we're in a we're in a strange position in the sense that look, Palace's best player 
doesn't want to play for Crystal Palace anymore. Like he wants to play for another club, but he is not the sort of player to down tools. So should should you know that I think the inevitable happen and, and no one be willing to pay the money. You've got to keep the man happy whilst he's doing the job he's doing, which Palace have done, to be fair, for the last couple of years, you know. So it's just, it's just I think it's just simply a case of that. It's just keep, keep, keeping Wilf happy. All right, it's, it's maybe like a scene as like a, a, a little thing, but I think, I, I think you think it's good bad management, Thomas, yeah? Yeah. What's your well, take? Well, I, I just want to pick up on something Luke just said that I don't think Wilf doesn't want to play for Palace. I think that he wants to progress his career. And, you know, fair play to him. You know, he's, he's a fantastic football. He deserves to, you know, be playing in European competitions, you know, the top in the, in the top teams, you know. I think, you know, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I wouldn't be devastated if he left because um, we've seen him come into the team as, like, a, you know, a really young boy um, and, and he's matured into a, into a man. And, you know, OK, he had the spell at Man United and, um, I mean, the worst bit for me was the, the spell at Cardiff, seeing him play against us and the way they were treating him and things like that, their fans. But, you know, I really felt for him when that happened. Then he came back and he's been our hero ever since we're in the Premier League. You know, okay, bar the, bar the pew this season where we sort of scraped it through. Mm. Um, uh, you know, he's been there ever since and he, he's been the star man of the show and, you know, has deservedly got the plaudits for it. And I think, you know, I, I want him to get the chance to play for one of these big teams. Now he's in a position to do so. Maybe Man United would move us too early, probably looking back on it. You know, the Moyes thing and other stuff going on at that time, and maybe it wasn't the right time. But, you know, if the right club comes to in for him, he will be, you know, one of the top players in the world. Now, I, I, you know, people might say it's a bit over the top to say that, but he's, he's that good. And you've got to think he performs the way he does in a team um, around him for the last few years. He's been pretty... You know, pretty average. You know, there's not been world beaters in there. Put him in a team of world beaters. Imagine how good he would be. It'd be ridiculous. So, for me, on a, on a I sound silly because I don't know, him, but on a personal level, you know, on a, on a human being level, thinking about someone who wants to progress their career and do well and do better for themselves, like, I kind of, I kind of half want him to get a move. It sounds pretty, I don't want to say that, but I, I, I do. No, I, that's right, Matt. And, and and if you look at it already, no disrespect, he's got one goal less now than he got for the whole of last season. If that doesn't give him that spring ball to go on, I, I think for me, do you think he'll go in Europe or do you think someone, if he has a good game against Everton and has a good game against Chelsea, someone in you know, the top four in England put a bid in, you know, are Everton going to sniff around him again if he has a good game next week against them? You don't know. What, what's your thoughts? I, I personally think there has to be some sea change in either Palace's monetary ask or someone coming in with a good amount of money, a good enough amount of money and a player or players in return. I think that's why, they, that's why the only ones I thought would happen was the Everton one when they were touting, you know, other players coming the other way. I, th- I think for Palace to, to lose a player like Wolf and not have anyone coming in reverse immediately, I just couldn't see it happening. So I think there'd have to be a sea change because I don't, I strongly believe no one's going to pay the money, Kev. I, I just don't, I don't believe anyone's going to pay that. And I think it's the right thing to do to Palace, put the pr- Palace to put the price tag on him because that's what he's worth to us and that again. Your brother's desperate to get in. Go, Lukey. I, I was just going to say, I'll, um, what's the date now? It's the, what, 19th of Sept- uh, September? The transfer window closes on the 5th of October, is that correct? Or is that just the, the international yeah, one? That is correct. I don't know. Because I, I know there's a two-week domestic window, isn't there? I, I don't, I'm not sure of the dates on that. Anyway, my, my prediction will be Wilfred Zahar signs a new Crystal Palace contract the week after the transfer window closes. He, he, I think he'll stay at Crystal Palace 
and he'll be compensated for the year that he's going to play here. I think that I honestly think that will happen. He's on 130 at the moment. I think that if a bid doesn't come in, I think uh, to keep him happy, I think Crystal Palace will give him 150k, 140k a week, um, on the basis that if a, if any offer comes in next season, within reason, obviously that that he'll go. I think I think that that will happen. If he doesn't go this window, he's, I can't see it being a January move. Kev, no. But but is he really interested with respect at 130, 140 grand? Because surely at his level, I know he's good enough, but it's not about that. I I get the feeling he wants to go away to see if he can be the best he can be in a Champions League team and win trophies. I don't think if we put an extra 30 grand on his salary a week, does that really, with the greatest respect, give him what he wants? I don't think it does. I think he knows... He's achieved, and I mean it respectfully, everything he can for Crystal Palace. And for him to go out today, let's be honest, he scored three goals, and if it weren't for his foot, he he would have got them. He showed tremendous character to take that penalty. And I thought it was really nice today. You know, Sir Alex Ferguson's in the stand watching, as he is most times. That must have been quite nice for Wilf, because he's had a... He's had a, not stinkers, but he's, 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 he's had to bide his time to go back and do something good against Man United. And for him to do that today, I hope he comes home tonight on that coach feeling very proud of himself and what he's done because he's shown a lot of character since he's come back to us. Yeah. But, you know, the, 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 the whole Palace team should, right? I mean, you know, we've talked about wealth a bit and it's been right to do so. And, and yeah, Luke, I think there might be something what you say, you know, I'd probably see a new contract being signed, whether that is for monetary terms or just to get Palace a security for another another year onto his deal. But, you know, I think, I think like we said, to a man, they were absolutely fantastic today. It didn't take us long to get in front. And to be fair, we stayed in control of the of the game for quite a chunk of the first half. I did think after about 25 minutes, Man, Man United sort of did come back into it. They had a few, I suppose we restricted him to long-range efforts, right? They didn't really sort of create any sort of um, trouble in that sense, but they had a few free kicks around the edge of the box. Um, there was a penalty shout at one point as well, if I remember rightly, as well. I think it was against... No, James, I can't remember it was James, James McCarthy, wasn't it? It was never a penalty, was it? He, he clipped the back of his ankles. and I think I think you're right. I mean, obviously, Man United had more possession, but like we said last week, it's not about the possession, is it? It's what you do with it in the counts, especially in the final third, and obviously how you deal with it in front of your own goal as well. Um, but I, I really do think Palace were the better team. I, and I, I think throughout the game, and... and Right, Man United have got the players that on on the break can threaten, but we look the more threatening team going forward today at Old Trafford. And you know, Matthew, I know you're going to come onto the penalty incident, you know, but it it it. I mean, do you get that with um, I don't know seventy two thousand fans there, most of them Man United fans? Do 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 you get that decision? I mean, you could argue yes with VAR. Now you have to. I mean, that's the idea. The the, the playing fields have been levelled, um, but I mean, obviously the retake and things like that. Does that happen? I mean, I know it's a new law that's come in two games ago, so they're probably going to be quite hot in it. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it won't go our way though, won't it? For once, I'm not complaining, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you know, you're, you're, I just, yeah, no, go, go, mate. Sorry, you, you mentioned the offside, Kev. I mean, I must admit, I was looking back on it even when I saw it actually live. I thought he was oh, quite yeah, no, he was. offside. He was offside. Yeah, I, I didn't. But you know. It, it, so that's that's a new rule, Matthew. So the new rule is now is that the linesman, until the ball hits the back of net or goes out of play, the linesman doesn't raise his flag, which is just stupid because in that in that in that situation, we all knew Wolf was offside. Yeah. So like the ref could the, the, the just raised his flag. It, it saves us all 
10, 15 God. seconds and we don't have a six minutes of injury time at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that. That's a strange one because I, I saw it and I thought he's offside and you know, he'd scored and, and he stopped immediately. I guess he was to seeing the flag go up. Um, but then, like you say, yeah, the, off, the penalty, which, do you know, I'm really surprised we got. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to moan. It's nice, like you say, to get one go away. Um, you know, they probably normally don't, but um, I was surprised. Really surprised. Well, but by the letter of the law now, 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 again, we talked about new rule changes and, and obviously the subsequent retake where De Gea doesn't have one foot on his line, which is the new rule, the goalkeeper must have one foot on his line at all times as he, as he makes a save. These are obviously going to be cracked down on harshly and, and by letter of law now, yes, I, I don't necessarily agree with it in, in the, I don't know, moral sense isn't the word. I guess it is moral because you're playing a game of football and what you do you care about. But at the same time, you know, it, 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 it's not something I agree with. I don't think that's handball, but the law now says that's handball, so it's handball. Um, and the referee is doing the job by, by, by sticking to the rules that she's told to. You play in line with the rules, don't you? I mean, uh, yeah, Kev, you mentioned Gary Neville commentary, so, you know, when they were assessing the, the far decision for the penalty and he was saying, no way, no way, I was kind of agreeing with him. But then, we'll come back to the penalty take itself, but then for the, um, for the, for the retake... He comes off his line. He breaks the rule. It's another penalty. Yeah, it's a break. It does. And but do you know what? Again, fair play to Atkinson for, or whether it was John Moss, I think, who's the doing the video bit, who told him to go and when it was the penalty anyway to go and look at the screen. I mean, they must have played that twenty three times, I think, and before he went over to my. So fair play for him and fair play because. There would have been times, I think if there had been 70-odd thousand in there, that mostly doesn't get retaken, possibly. It might be that that isn't the case because of the way it is and they've been to the letter. But do you know what? I'll take that every day of the week. I just wanted to say two words, if I may, guys, which really sum up a lot of what I thought was brilliant about Palace today, and that was discipline. And, and well, it's, 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 you could say it's two words then, work rate. The work rate of every player to get back into shape and hold yeah. that position. We we look fantastic, and as I think Townsend said, we're very difficult to break down. And and that that came, you know, it was we look we just looked we looked a, a good side. We looked a good side, and that that is, you know, I'm not going to lie. Before uh, Eze came in, and I'm sure Nathan Ferguson's going to be fantastic when he's fit. Um, you know, I, I had a degree of trepidation as to what the season would be, but let's be honest. It started wonderfully, and as you say, as they come on, he frightened them every time he ran at them. And uh, you know, a bit like Luke, I don't want to get carried away. Of course, we don't. But we're Palace fans; we've got to enjoy it a little bit, right? We've been knocked out of the Caribou Cup, so let's uh, let's have a little bit of excitement and say, do you know what? That that is nice to go away. And I look forward to match of the day, and hopefully, we get the credit we deserve tonight because we deserve it. And fair play to Neville. You know, I do think Gary Neville, in fairness, said take nothing away. Crystal Palace have been by far and away the better side, and that's 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 important. Well, I'm 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 I'm, uh, I'm quite I don't know if I'm lucky or not because you seem to have enjoyed the commentary, Kev. But I, I've got a bit of a a touch here where my soundbar, not to get into technicalities, but it's connected to the skybox a certain way that if I press a button in the advert before kickoff, it cuts out the sky commentary, so I can just hear 
mostly Ray Lewington throughout the game to be fair absolutely barking orders from the side um, but it's quite interesting to hear sort of who are the most vocal uh, team and, and players on the pitch I mean Palace were certainly the most vocal uh, team on the pitch today Old Trafford and it's a big cavern to feel isn't it you think 72,000 and it's a big place it must feel strange it's like playing an empty Wembley I'd imagine really weird um, I went to Sellers Park because we all did it football late two years ago yeah um, just, 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 just on the penalty itself I mean I used penalty it was absolutely awful oh, I don't know what he was doing and then after they all scored um, all their penalties on the weekend uh, on the week on the weekend sorry, in the week uh, apart from obviously Luca and um, let's not talk about Wayne Hennessy's penalty um, you know it was surprising to see him take such a soft penalty um, and, and yeah. thank goodness we've got a chance to retake it and Wilf absolutely nailed it why do people try and place his penalties just smash the thing goodness me um, yeah well, well, well Matthew I think we should bring in Kev there because Kev is, a, is, is actually a football coach so he'll be able to I'll be interested in his insight and what he tells his students what to do at penalties because my when I for my my playing career my brief playing career uh, playing football um, I was always told pick a corner and smash it. So, Kev, what is it about this placing? Is it, is it nerves? Is it a thing that they have more? They feel they have more control on the ball. What what is it? I I, I think you know. Oh, I can only think, particularly at that level, what they try and do when they slow the run up. They're trying to make whoever blinks first. So they're trying to see if the goalkeeper starts to go, so they can then go in the other corner. The thing is, if the goalkeeper guesses right and you haven't got the momentum, in fairness, you're right. There was no pace on Ayu's penalty but it was quite tight in the corner but De Gea's got that little bit buzz off the line and that's given him that little bit of extra to get it I, I feel sorry for De Gea but the rule is the rule well Kev, Kev I was, I was going to say Kev the rule is now the goalkeeper remains on his own goal line facing the kicker between the goal posts until the ball has been kicked so in other words that goalkeeper cannot leave his line I was wrong earlier it's not even by one foot you could, they cannot leave the line both feet on the, foot, on, on the goal line before yeah. the ball has been kicked so it, yeah, yeah it's the rule it's, it's stupid but it's the rule and all I would say Luke in, in your question um, I tell my players pick a corner go low and hard in the corner because it's the hardest place for the goalkeeper to get down and by the way just to let you know Michael Antonio has equalised for West Ham against Arsenal it's 1-1 at half time it's alright Kev we can edit that out yeah thank <laughs> you so okay so we get a penalty it's 2-0 everything's rosy 5-6 minutes later man you don't get a goal back is anyone worried yeah I was I was, but not because I didn't feel that. I just felt, if if you look at how the goal goes in, it's the only mistake we've made in the game where I think it comes across. And I don't know if it's uh, Mamadoud or Kota. He almost slices his foot, and in fairness, the kid he takes it well. Um, the guy who looks about nine years old, he scores a cracking goal, places it well. But then I was a bit nervous. But the minute we got three one up, we we could have gone on and get another two really and we they it's almost as if everything came out of them at 3-1 everything I, I, came out I think for me uh, I was never worried if I'm honest I thought 2-0 up Roy Hodgson you know even if we go down to 2-1 I, I, he's going to see the game out and um, Palace, Palace have been become a much better time uh, side at doing that recently um, and yeah I, I was never really felt like we were going to lose the game if I'm honest but even after Man United got back into it I, I always felt 
it was going to be like it ended up going down the other end of the pitch simply because I think there was a chance where I think it was Greenwood after he came on he came on half time didn't he he had a chance where the only time Joel Ward got beaten in a game was when Greenwood had that header that, that, that he missed put wide uh, that he probably should have hit the target with um, but Joel Ward a word for him I, I thought he was fantastic I'm sorry I can't remember if I've already said this but he was brilliant and I know we brought him you know Nathan Ferguson to push him for his position Um I, I can't see a Nathan Ferguson untried in the Premier League you know being picked ahead of a Joel Ward playing out of his skin at the moment he, he, he was absolutely superb even even the tactical foul and took a yellow card for the team as well well I, th- I think you know um, one of you said it, I guess you know, about shape the shape for me was the biggest thing today that, that we maintained our shape despite being you know we, so we had lots of, the, lots of the control of the game we actually only had 25% 24% of possession so the shape is the key thing there because you know without the ball keeping the shape means we're in the best place to defensively deal with it and then offensively get it back and again our strength is on the break right we've got fast players and you know Maguire I don't know how he went for so much money he did you know he's just he's slow Um, so against likes of Zahar and is it Lindelof as well I mean there's one point when I think it was in the first half Zahar ran it in I don't think it was that far into the game. Lindelof's absolutely blowing. You could see him afterwards. Like, struggling, like, yeah. Struggling, yeah. And, and just after the sort of the pace. So, yeah, that's also the strength of Wolf, obviously, to fight him off as well. So, you know, I, th- I think I think Roy deserves a lot of credit for the way we're set up today, where we structured, the way we worked for the ball with and without. Yeah. I, I was just going to add, Matt, you, you said there about Lindelof blowing. You know, it's easy for us to say after the event, but I must admit, us having that game last week and Man United not playing, I know why it was delayed for them, but I always felt that might be a good opportunity for us. And as as was shown, you know, as Neville did say, I think after 27 minutes, Crystal Palace have been at superb at this point. And I, I do think that match sharpness of last week, I mean, I don't know what sort of pre-season they've had, but... You know, they didn't look sharp, they didn't look at it, and we looked totally at it. And as you say, I think you both said, I thought we played better football than them, in fairness. And if you look at, uh, as Lukey said, apart from the Greenwood header, we absolutely nullified their front three. And in fairness, the same with Pogba, we kept getting after him. And, you know, apart from about a a six or seven minute window midway through the first half where they got a couple of long range shots at the keeper, nothing came from them at all nothing came from them at all when has the keeper had to make a save you know so I think our fitness levels we looked outstanding we looked really on it and every as we said to a man everyone looked on it and when you're bringing on as you say Batch and people like that brilliant and and, and I think the word for the uh, for Coyote at the back bearing in mind he's filled in I know he, I think I think you said Luke in the week he plays there for his country but I, th- I thought he's filled in brilliantly brilliantly he's done really he's, good looks really good he's keeping Martin Kelly out he's keeping a bloke yeah. who that's his natural position out of the, out of the team out of, out of, so you know yeah hats off to him and, and you know away at Old Trafford and I, I do not rate Sacco I'm not in the Sacco fan club but you know like you said Kev you know he got got us through today pretty so there was one moment I think it was a back pass to the keeper do, do you not think he did well today bruv I, I think credit where credit's due I think no I, I'm with you he gives me heart palpitations sometimes but I think he, he I think he, he he did quite he was quite solid today he was a commanding um, yeah. sort of feature in the centre back um, and, and 
yeah, all right. There's always that one moment every game when Sacco had it, and luckily it didn't do anything. And he didn't do a, a Cruyff turn on the 18-yard line or the six-yard line or whatever. Um, but I think I think he played well. I don't I don't know. But yeah, no, no. Apart from the back pass of the keeper where where Guy had to, to kick it into touch, I, I'm not I'm not gonna not gonna complain. Not gonna knock. Um, I think I think again. The, the, the team worked for the team. Everyone worked for each other. So you know, credit credit where it's where it's due. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and obviously we haven't touched on the third goal yet, or the third Palace goal rather. So Wilf, lovely, absolutely fantastic, eh? I I thought it was yeah, such a sweet sweet strike. I mean, obviously when he smashed the penalty in with the confidence he's done, he's obviously he's 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 feeling it then. And I think what happened just before, about a minute before, he'd had a it had a run in with Lindelof or someone where there was a bit of a tear up, uh, and and I think he was angry. Uh, that was my perception. So when he got that and when he buried it, it was just wonderful. But again, such a lovely strike and almost disguised it. And De Gea couldn't even move, but it was travelling at such speed as well. He was never going to get across to it. So fantastic for him, fantastic. And just on that note of while we're talking about Wilf, I'm just looking at Patrice Evra on the Sky uh, halfway and I'm thinking that might be the last time you're on the telly, mate, after you got your facts wrong, but there you go. Enjoy that. <laughs> I think I'll have to come on, come on to that later, Kev. Um, I'll have to come back to that. But um, yeah, that, that, the interesting thing I thought about thought about the game, it was, it was a little bit reminiscent of, remember the Yannick Balassi goal way at Arsenal, um, where he sort of cut inside and hit from the edge of the ball? It was a little bit reminiscent of that. Obviously, the finish was completely different in the sense of that one, maybe Czech could have done better but, with, but great finish from Wilf. Um, but yeah, it's got that sort of, he cut inside and kept running at his round in there and then got the shot away. And it, it's that sort of snapshot that Wilf's got the work that we've become accustomed to see, isn't it? And, and uh yeah, great finish, wasn't it? And, you know, Captain Fantastic gets his goal and uh, everyone's happy. Yeah, yeah, it must be fun. What was your take on it, Matt, the third goal? I just, I just think it was destined to happen, wasn't it, the minute he got the ball where he got it. You know, it's um, it's, one, it's one of those ones where, you know, it's like the headlines are written, he's got the penalty after the retake, he's the captain, away at Old Trafford... Ferguson's in the stands watching, you know, and, and had sort of Ferguson because he signed him, right? And then it wasn't until Wilf joined the season after with, with when Ferguson was gone. So I do think it, the story would, would have been different actually if Alex Ferguson was there with, with Wilf when he was uh, signed by him, but, but that will never be known. But yeah, it, it was a great finish, and you know, it's just what we know him for, right? And it's why we've talked about him so long in this in this pod itself. You know, it's not the Wilfred Zahar show, but he's such a massive, important part of Crystal Palace. Um, Might have to be the name of the podcast, bruv. <laughs> Going to change the name, are you? The Wolf of Zaha Zaha. Show. No, just 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 this one, maybe. Pod sixty-eight, the Wolf of Zaha Show. <laughs> yeah, so I think you know, uh, as as we've said, you know, really really pleased with the result, pleased with uh, the team, the work rate. Um, what was the other word you used, Kev? Work rate and dynamic, wasn't it? Um, Dynamism. You've got to learn to be dynamic, Rodders. <laughs> No, it, yeah, it was it, it was discipline actually. Discipline, thank you. Discipline, yeah, it was it was the the shape they were in and how how quickly they got back into their position across, I say, to a man. And I I, I just think I thought Mitchell was outstanding as well. I have to say, I thought he really was top draw. He doesn't look like a young man who's played what a handful of games in the first team. You know, he really was quality, and I thought he backed up and. Yeah, just played very well. It was it was it was a pleasure to watch tonight, and uh, 
very proud to be a Palace fan tonight. Very proud. I'm, I'm going to agree with you on Mitchell there, Kev. I think I said in last week's pod that for me he's been solid without kind of being outstanding, but I think today he was outstanding. Yeah, um, I agree. And, and you know, as we said, to a man they were, but there were a few Mitchell. Uh, McCarthy uh, and obviously Wolf gets the headlines as well I thought Andros was very good as well today and Schlappi as it's we worked. mentioned earlier um, yeah. and, and you know as Luke said earlier it's great to have people coming off the bench who you know it's not just a sort of a youth team player or you know a, a real backup player we've got people who are you know potentially fighting for a first team place there as well and will be feeling hard done by to not have one so you know Roy's got Roy's got some sort of uh, selection headaches for the first time because he's got you know Lucas on the bench he's got Batsway on the bench obviously Eze you know these blokes want to start Martin Kelly as well you know and, and it's a nice problem to have for once well you you um, you mentioned Andros Townsend then and he's almost back to his best isn't he like I mean I haven't seen Andros play this well for you know probably 18 months or so I'd say possibly you know he, he, he looks really good I mean he's got that buzz back in him and and it's fantastic to see, isn't it? A player that you know we always, you know, jokingly say about. Oh, he's got the chop, and that's it, that's his move. But it works. I mean, to be fair, but I mean, he's he's got that ability almost like he's, he feels like he's got a yard of pace back, and he's really able to take a man on and beat a man like a winger, like an out and out winger. Um, and I guess maybe there's this uh, misconception that as you get as a winger, as you get older, you you sort of drift inside naturally because you you lose pace. But he's certainly got a bit more. But Kevin, I I, I don't know why you're pointing yourself, mate. I mean, I've I, I, I've I've seen snails move faster than you, mate. Trust me, mate. I played today as a winger at 51. You don't lose your pace as a winger. Trust me. We, we must we must tell our le- listeners that Kevin is struggling to stay awake at the moment. Kevin is going to Kevin is the only one of us three who has actually scored a legitimate goal at Sellers Park, so give him that credit there. Thank you, thank you. That's me. Thank you, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to let you answer, Will. Um, i tell you what I wanted to just say, which uh, I know it might be just today, but what I really like, and clearly they seem to me, the Palace players' squad, they're very together as, and as if they actually really quite like each other. I know that sounds a bit daft, but they look as though they're really playing for each other. And there were lots of... I saw a lot of that where they're backing each other up and that. And it was as if sometimes you've watched Palace and it can look a bit disjointed as though it's one or two who are really doing it and one or two are having it off, not, not doing as much as they should do. Whereas I really thought they look as though they're enjoying playing with each other. When Eze come on, you know, he's got a big beaming smile anyway, but you just know that... He's going to excite them. He's going. To, he's really going to excite the crowd. I think for when he gets, when we get to see him. Well, credit to Roy. You know, I can't say enough. You know, the blokes had no investment for you know, or very little investment for a couple of years now. The signings they have made, no one's flopped. There's not been no. a single flop in the signings. You know, again, Friedman gets criticism, but the ones they bring in are always successes. We haven't blown money. You know, people will say, "Oh, Surlot," but he's gone off, and where he's got his chance, he's done really well. You know, so yeah. there are very a lot of successes in what they've done there, and, and you know, with very little expenditure, they've been sensible about things. And when it all comes together, when when they aren't all injured, and you know, he's got a full team to play with, and he's got a bench to use. You know, what 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 a fantastic achievement that is, and, and you know, to be sitting here after a three-one at Old Trafford, and you know, feeling comfortable as well. 
you know, okay, you know, one of us said we felt a bit nervous, you know, when it was two yeah. one. But you know, normally you're, those are the games Palace are throwing away. We weren't. We were solid, and I, I, you know, no doubts today with the right team to win. I think it's balance, yeah. isn't Matthew? Especially when you go back to think about the recruitment, isn't there? For every um, Yarostel Jack or for every Erdil Rakip, there's a uh, James Tomkins. For every um, uh, Max Meyer, there's a uh, Vicente Guaita. Um, you know, for every Alexander Serla, although he didn't do well for us, there's uh, a Amishi Bashuai comes in for six months and scores, I don't know, what was it five, six goals? You know, of, just... those, of those, the thing I'd say that of those, where was money really spent? To Serla aside, where was money spent? Max Meyer was a free transfer, right? Yeah, but you have to appreciate that it's going to be a higher signing fee because of that and, and, yeah. and wages. Yeah, I mean, he's, I think his wage amount wasn't as what, what what was being reported anyway. I think his wage amount was about seventy thousand pounds. I mean, obviously a lot of money, um, but it wasn't anywhere near being reported as one hundred and twenty or whatever it was. But his signing on fee, the money would have got, and him and his agent would have got. Um, would have been substantial um, so I, I guess there um, loan fees as well a player like Mishibashiwai there's a reason that he keeps signing a new deal at Chelsea because Chelsea aren't stupid they don't want to let him go for free they know they've got at least you know a, a not if, if in form a 30-35 million pound striker there um, so we, we paid loan fees this season and it's previously for him Mamadou Saka didn't come cheap and we've been paying him off for a while you know wages wise and the actual transfer so um, I think more to the point we haven't invested that much 3 million on James MacArthur Carthy sorry um, and, and Jordan Ayew was 2.5 million what an absolute bargain that's looking like you know um, well it is even now is it I mean everything Jordan Ayew has given us is worth 50 million 50 million pounds you know he's, he's fantastic not not on penalties, admittedly. Yeah, I mean that would that was poor today. But we this not take away from a, another good Jordan Ayew performance, especially so clever. I keep saying this to Matthew as well. When he wins fouls when he needs to, you know, he's very good at getting his body between the ball and and the oncoming plane and winning winning a foul. It, it reminds me of what Glenn Murray used to do quite a lot as a big man as well. And obviously Ayew isn't as big, but he's got that nous. He's, he's got that sort of ability to to, to see uh, almost like a step ahead, like a snooker player. Yeah, yeah. No, he's very and and if you look look at him in a corner when he takes the ball to a corner, he's pretty hard to knock off the ball. He's pretty impressive. Very good. Um, boys, can I ask if I may? And forgive me if it's not appropriate for this pod. Um, um but what's your thoughts about next week? Because it's it becomes a top of the table clash with the Toffee Boys. Yeah. Anyway, so, not for tonight. So, so uh, you know, it, it, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because we we go into it at home. We go into it without a back backing, and people will say, you know, that's a, a man down or whatever it might be. But I still think that last year's finish really did put a uh, unfair slant on the season overall. And you mentioned Kev the togetherness, the performance today, and indeed last week as well. And that we've about we mentioned the shape. We mentioned the players coming together and you know doing the business despite you know at times being a weakened team and how well we can do when we have a full team uh, or complement rather to select from and, and, and the bench what it brings and so on and so forth I, I strongly believe it's the kind of game we should be going into thinking we can win it yeah. you know why, why not you know okay Everton throw cash around like those businesses have done for the last few years you know how much more success have they had than Crystal Palace mm. in all fairness very very little 
and I think it's the it's the kind of game we should be going in thinking we're going to win. Yeah, I mean, this, 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 I don't think we need to get ahead of ourselves. Everton are a much bigger and, and better side for me, in my in my mind than, than Crystal Palace. Um, I, but I think that um, yeah, next week will be it will be interesting. I mean, especially given Everton's results. Today. Was it five two? Kev, was it five two or five three against West Brom? Five two. I mean, I, I appreciate it's against a, a newly promoted team. Um, you know, so some people might say, you know, almost flippantly and, and, and you know, not deservedly, really, that, um, oh, fair enough, you know, they've just, a well-established Premier League team has just beaten a, a recently promoted Premier League team. Um, so the result doesn't really mean much. But I think, given the fact that Everton have invested so much and they've got a manager who who, who, bring, who with himself brings a lot of expectation in, in, in Angelotti, you know, I think if you sign a name like that, um, it's almost like signing a, a, a star striker. You know, you, you're, there's, a, there's a level of expectation that comes with a manager like that. So there is this expectation, especially with the new stadium coming that Everton need to push on to the next level. And I think, you know, they, 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 they have spent a lot of money, um, but I think they're a very good team for it. You mean a lot of money, you know, they haven't spent, for, me, for my mind, they haven't spent a lot of money foolishly. I, I think they spent, they bought some very good players and they'll be a bit of a force to be reckoned with. So uh, toughest test so far. But they're a very good team, but so are we. And we should absolutely go in thinking that we can win that one, Kev. Yeah. Absolutely, I think, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, you know, let's be honest, Calvert-Lewin has, I think, got a hat-trick today. He scored well. You know, Everton played well last week at Spurs. But, you know, you're, I agree, Matt. I think it's a game we sh- should win. And when I say, sorry, I say should win. We should be confident that we can win. We've got enough ball winners as well. And, you know, let's be honest, our centre-halves are playing well whichever way you look at it you can't argue we've conceded one goal in two games and played scored four you know we're, I'll take that at the moment so it'd be a big test I, I, th- I think the thing about Ancelotti great coach great name he's at a great club but they're used to I think a lot of these managers they're used to being around clubs that are always winning it's a bit like Pellegrini the other year when you put them in a club which possibly doesn't quite as always be at that top level have they still got what it takes to bring them through? Because there were, and I'm sure our dear friend Mr. Morgan uh, Luke would say, as a as a as a staunch Evertonian, some of their football towards the back end of last season was pretty poor up at Everton. So you know, but but we all know what confidence and momentum does. So it's going to be how lovely for us to look at that next. I think you said it's on Prime Luke, didn't you? That's going to be a top of the table, good game. You know. Winner, winner could stay joint up, which would be quite nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> Good stuff. Look, Saturday evening, Palace is second in the league, as you said. Uh, you know, let's have this conversation again in May. Absolutely, we're still there. Uh, we're planning a, a European tour, fingers crossed. Gents, thanks. Yeah. A lovely chat tonight. I was looking forward to this and I've really enjoyed it. Thank you both for joining me. Uh, thanks to everyone Thank for, for listening to the podcast this week. As always, catch us on all the socials at Six Pointer Podcast. Um, and stay tuned. Uh, obviously, we're back with you uh, with uh, the Everton game. Um, thanks to Kevin Luke for joining me. Chaps, enjoy the rest of the evening. Cheers, mate. Have a few enjoy more your evening, guys. Thank you. Up the palace. Up the palace. Up the palace. The Six Pointer Podcast. Oh, 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 oh,